Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to the Cannabis Daily Show for Thursday, January 27th. If you like what you see, you can check out the rest of our channel with all of our Business of Cannabis archive right here. So please do subscribe. For those of you that are new to Business of Cannabis since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. And that's what we look to do here every day. Following the rundown of the key stories we're following, we will get back to our BFC Live segment, where today we'll be joined by Paul Peterson, the CEO of Next Leaf Solutions. We'd love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social media channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. A few event-based updates. Yesterday, we held our first retail series of the year presented by Leafly and Vitrina Group. We talked all about inventory. The full content is online. You can find out the details in the description below. On March 10th, we will be back in New York City for B of C New York sessions, connecting social equity licensees with capital. That is the topic. We'll be there with Leafly and our friends at uh, Vicente Setterberg, so please sign up for that. Tickets right now are $35. They go up to $50 in mid-February. April 6th, we'll be in Miami for Business of Cannabis Miami, talking about all things cannabis, retail, tech, design, and data. Stay tuned for updates about that event as well. For today's stories... Flow Cannabis Company reflects on its recent challenges, access grows for New York medical cannabis, and drama and a little bit of tragedy among the Canadian cannabis industry. For our first story, California's Flow Cannabis Company, with its innovative business model and Flow Canna brand, was once one of the most hyped companies in the industry. Now, its executives are reflecting on the tough lessons they've learned amidst an unsuccessful pivot, resulting in another round of layoffs. This all according to MJ Biz Daily. Originally, Flow was a distributor contracting underground California growers who wanted to transition to the regulated market. More recently, they ditched that idea to grow their own supply instead. Upon reflection, there's a long list of challenges that they are talking about. They bet on federal legalization. They attempted to pivot to growing their own cannabis just as the unregulated market continued to grow. California's regulatory system, high tax structure, rock bottom prices and shrinking dispensary numbers all caused them problems. In addition, they lost 80 acres in an accidental fire started by an employee, which also destroyed three houses and sent 250 people fleeing to safety. And they had to destroy some of its first harvest last fall due to mold. Flo joins Bruce Linton and Adam Bierman uh, as executives reflecting on the challenges of business decisions lately. We've covered them all here on the Cannabis Daily Show. For our second story, doctors in New York are now permitted to authorize medical cannabis for any condition rather than just an approved list through the state's new registration and certification system. This according to, to Marijuana Moment. As the state preps for adult use sales, state regulators have also allowed flower sales to the medical market, yay, waived $50 fees for medical consumers, yay, and announced plans to allow home cultivation, which is really cool. Launching the new patient certification and registration system and expanding eligibility for the medical cannabis program are significant steps toward forward for our program. This according to Chris Alexander, the executive director of the Office of Cannabis Management in New York. For our final story, some tragedy and some drama in the Canadian cannabis industry. Two recent high-profile closures show Canadian cannabis is still finding its way. AgroGreens announced its closing shelter market, a beloved online medical cannabis portal. This was on Twitter. And 
BC Craft has filed for bankruptcy, according to a press release. That's the tragedy. The drama side, uh, there's been a petty social media bickering uh, continuing among competitors. After consultant Farrell Miller, who we've had on uh, BFC Live, proudly tweeted a package of louche edibles she designed, the CEO of Rubicon Organics called it out publicly and on Twitter for a perceived compliance infraction for using neon colors. After initially deleting his criticism, saying it was meant to be a direct message, he actually doubled down. This is Jesse McConnell, the CEO of Rubicon. Quote, I was trying to be kind by deleting, but 100% stand behind the statement. Fluorescent colors with cotton candy-like brand elements is definitely not compliant. Feel free to screenshot. Well, people did screenshot. We have seen it. Um, so, you know, good times in the Canadian cannabis industry. Uh, those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all of these stories in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on our BFC Live show, uh, segment of the show, we'll have a conversation with Paul Peterson, the CEO of Nextleaf Solutions. Last year, Nextleaf launched their Glacial Gold branded products, which was the culmination of an effort to bring the award-winning legacy brand to British Columbia consumers. We're going to talk about that and their focus on IP during this BFC Live conversation with Paul Peterson. Paul Peterson, nice to see you. Great to see you, Jay. Thanks for having me on uh, the show. Well, I'm glad we could. And uh, before we get going, and, and I'm saying this not to shine you on or anything, but thumbs up, the Glacial Gold Fresh Mint Vape. That's, uh, my kids are here, so I want to be cognizant of what I say, but I like that huh. a lot. Yeah, thank you very much. No, are people, how are people finding it once it's sort of out in the wild? Like what kind of, what kind of feedback are you getting from that product? You know, I, I think that's probably been the coolest thing uh, since we launched our, our first branded product in, in September. And that was really the feedback that we're getting from not just the retailers and the consumers, but from the, uh, from the BC government. And, you know, it's been really validating. I think what, what we've heard loud and clear uh, from BC is, is that they've never seen vapes, uh, at this price point, not not have issues with returns, and you know, really comes back to uh, the focus that we've had around quality, and more importantly, you know, building a business from the ground up around uh, technology for distilling CBD and THC, and and it's been a lot of fun to um, to release the brand. I always say a prohibition era brand that started in in BC, and we felt uh, by launching in BC, focusing on this market, uh, it was it was really perfect timing with with a brand that we thought really connected with the uh, high purity distillate that Nextleaf's been known for. And I think what's been a lot of fun is it's not just a hollow brand uh, that some graphic designers on Bay Street or Wall Street uh, created, but um, it came with an incredible group of people that uh, had had built the brand, won a number of awards, uh, Cannabis Cup, the Lyft Awards, uh, Karma Cup. And uh, the people came with it and they've, uh, you know, the guys, uh, Wilson Chan on our team, he's, he's learned the SOPs, he's down uh, uh, leading one of our packaging crews and, and you know, that's been a lot of fun, uh, you know, in, in uh, kind of sharing this, this journey from uh, legacy to legal uh, over the last 150 days. It's amazing. Um, I want to get to it because 
obviously you and I, we've known each other a long time, but also been talking on, on sort of on the business of cannabis platform, sort of about the core focus of Nextly from earliest days around IP, right? And getting the processes and, and protecting the internet intellectual property and what that means for the business as a foundation. And now come, not come full circle. I don't know if it's full circle, but actually see it advance to using that IP to create products that people love and brand them sort of in, in the real world. Like talk about how that journey has felt like, it, cause it, it, it's never easy. It's never simple, but to start to see, you know, the, the IP bearing fruit on the brand side as well. Talk a little bit sort of that, that journey. No. And, and, you know, it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, four years ago, Charles Ackerman, next sleep CFO and myself flew around the world. Uh, we raised 20 million on a uh, dream and that was to build the, the most efficient oil refinery uh, in the world. And uh, also cannabis oil refinery, the most oil efficient oil refineries in St. John, New Brunswick. Um, but we felt that what what Ryan Coe and some of the some of the um, the innovators, founders, and, and inventors of the uh, technology have done in BC uh, over years and decades in the legacy market was was very unique and and, and world class. Um, and uh, so the last four years is really about uh, designing, building, commissioning. Um, about a year and a half ago, we commenced revenue supplying. Um, CBD and THC ingredients to some of the largest companies in the world. We have a couple of, you know, NASDAQ listed companies that collectively have raised over a billion dollars. They could buy any piece of equipment. They could do it themselves. They could work with anybody. They work with Nextleaf because when it comes to price and quality, they're getting a great um, high quality CBD and THC distillate. And, you know, that's really the core of our business. And what we built over the last uh, four years is we have a competitive advantage around the production of uh, standardized cannabinoid ingredients. And for now, uh, you know, our goal 2022 is all about building brands off innovative IP. And uh, we, we are only focused on uh, vapes and oils. Uh, why? Because that's where we have a competitive advantage. We have no competitive advantage in, in flour or the other categories. Um, but we believe that um, the IP really uh, puts us in a, in a world leading position, not just in Canada, but globally. And uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun really proving that over the last quarter um, in, in the launch of Glacier Gold. I think, you know, the part that, it, you know, it's been really interesting as 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 we've built this business from nothing, created it, built the IP. Um, you know, and had to go out and raise the capital to to build the the oil refinery and put the team together. Uh, you know, hearing well, you know, what's the value of this IP? And I, I think we've really demonstrated it really, really quickly. I mean, we've come into BC, we've launched our brand, we sold more vapes and oils last quarter in BC than Canopy, Aurora, Terrasen, Sundial. These are companies with billion dollar market caps that have raised and deployed literally billions to develop products and and market their products. Um, and I think for us, we're only getting started. We got a, a founder-led group here, um, and uh, we got a, we got an unbelievable team, and just very excited to take the brand coast to coast here in 2022. Love it! I love it. I want I want to ask you because um, certainly the IP IP is easier to move cross borders and cross boundaries than than distillate or or your flower or anything, right? And, and I want to think about that and talk to you about it. We've had some conversations about this before, but the world is opening up as it as it pertains to cannabis right there's new markets coming online certainly in the u.s i mean you know we were in new york in the fall we'll be back in new york in march you know, europe is now opening up in some very real ways and i yeah. think looking much more like 
Canada than the US in their sort of strict regulatory approvals, uh, strict guidelines. And, and I want to I sort of ask you point blank, like the IP you have and have secured, like how does that play into these new net new markets as they open up and, and how does that fit into your game plan? No, great question. And, you know, really over the last probably two, three years, uh, every time I talk to a banker and analyst, they want to know what's your U.S. strategy, right? Nobody cares about cannabis in, in Canada. You know, Canada is not sexy anymore, right? It's all, what are you doing in the U.S.? And my answer has always been the same. What are we doing? We're building the, the largest patent portfolio for the extraction and purification of cannabinoids in the United States. We've got 17 issued U.S. patents, third after Canopy and uh, Jazz Pharmaceuticals, which which acquired that patent portfolio, $7.2 billion. Uh, only a year ago, uh, for us, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We are building the uh, what we believe to be the, the most efficient cannabis oil refinery in the largest federally regulated market here in the world. We're going to focus on Canada. We want to be uh, you know, a top three vape and oil supplier, not just in BC, but across the country by the end of the year. And more importantly, what we're doing in a federally regulated market with CBD, we're, we're uh, creating, uh, formulating CBD products to a pharmaceutical-like precision that there's not one CBD co uh, company in the United States that can say that. Uh, and we think that the longer that Nancy Pelosi and the Republicans argue about regulating and legalizing not just THC, but CBD, tremendous, tremendous opportunity for companies like us to create IP, not just in the United States, but globally, right? Um, and on top of that, I think it's it's having all the licenses in place in Canada has allowed us to bring like some of the smartest people uh, in the world to come here and work with our, our small team. We have a PhD chemist uh, from a country where she would be put to death if she did what we do here every single day. And that's uh, transport tons of weed, uh, from our cultivation partners, extract it, make make uh, high purity distillates, and um, we have been able to uh, bring some incredible minds that have allowed us to really get in front of what is happening globally around uh, regulation and, more importantly, legalization. We've got one of the biggest patent portfolios in Europe. We've got uh, patents in Mexico, um, and you know, again, these are countries that we think are going to be emerging jurisdictions. So it's not just about the U.S. And you know, I'm excited about the U.S. I'm excited to go down to New York City with you for uh, the business of, of cannabis event in in March. And and you know, for us, it's though we're in no rush, right? We're in this for the long haul. I plan on being in this industry for the next 20, 25 years, and you know, it's all about when is the right time to enter the U.S. Right? It's for us, it's not when there's 280E and it's not when there's uh, no regulations. We love regulations. And more importantly, we are showing what the IP matters um, and what it can really do to companies that have literally raised billions of dollars uh, and have to compete with us in a, in a regulated market. So, you know, for us, we're, we're super excited, bullish for the future. I love to see what's happening in Europe. And, and uh, you know, I think Canada's, you know, there's been a lot of problems with legalization. But uh, from a human rights perspective and from doing the right thing, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I hope, uh, I hope more countries follow our lead. I hope so too. Um, and I think they will. I think it'll be slow and it'll be tricky. And uh, I'm glad we as a country were first. And I'm glad you were there to help sort of lead the way and be a pioneer. But I also think the strategy around IP and underpinning that with actual products on shelves and brands and seeing how it comes to life to, to sort of prove the point and prove the thesis is really compelling. Um, 
as you look ahead to 2022, the rest of the year, like what are the key milestones you're sort of interested in thinking about? You talked about sort of cross country with Glacial Gold, but to, like, uh, is that the type of landscape you're looking at within this year? Like reaching more provinces, getting these products, not just to me in Ontario, uh, which a friend sent me, uh, but, but uh, you know, the Ontario Cannabis Store and, and throughout, like t- talk a little bit about sort of the game plan for the coming year, if you can. Yeah, no, and and you know that's really it. It's uh, it is keeping our heads down, keeping uh, keeping our overheads uh, in the right place. And uh, I like to say we've been right size from day one, right? We we built a small production footprint that's that's uh, a large in IP and and brain power, and with our automated plant and and our ability to outsource to to co-packing partners, uh, we see uh, a great opportunity to build. The brand from coast to coast, but more importantly, what's our focus for 2022? It's doing something that you know Sebastian St. Louis, Terry Booth, uh, Bruce Litton, and all these guys couldn't do, and that's build a profitable cannabis company here, right? You're, and, you're naming names. Well, hey, listen, you know we're we're competitive, right? And 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 it's you know it's nothing personal; it's business. Um, you know we, we we think it's a really uh, exciting and interesting time right now, where the biggest cannabis companies in the world are being led by guys living in upstate New York and hiding, hiding out from COVID. And they're all shutting down facilities in Canada, right? Uh, Canopy shut down two facilities in my hometown over the last, uh, over the last two years, right? During the, the worst public health tra- crisis, uh, you're, you're seeing companies get smaller. And we really see that as a tremendous, tremendous opportunity to, to take their market share away and, and go to these provincial boards and say, guys, this isn't a company with uh, international shareholders and CEOs sitting in upstate New York. This is this is a local company creating jobs and uh, working with with local farmers to to put great products in market at uh, very disruptive price points. And um, you know we we see tremendous tremendous opportunity to grab up a lot of this market share from companies that have, are bad businesses. They were they were too big. They were they they were run by guys that uh, you know probably watched uh, Narcos one too many times and, and, and built these, these businesses that just are, couldn't be sustained by the Canadian market, right? And, you know, we know that, hey, you know, Canada is the, the first to legalize what is the most popular illicit drug in the world. But, you know, with, with distribution bottlenecks and all the issues that, that we talk about and uh, that, you know, business of cannabis, you know, covers, I think it's, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, being sustainable for us. We think we've got the right model. Got a, got a great CPG team led by a husband and a wife duo, Chris and Emma Andrews, that you know built plant-based protein over at Vega before people knew what plant-based protein even was. Um, and you know we've got a small team here that's really, really dedicated on on putting some great products to market. I mean, you know, I think uh, you know what what we're most proud of is that is that we currently are leading the pack when it comes to price point in Canada. One gram vape carts, we got the, the you know the best value product. Uh, in the country, and and uh, we got the best value in the CBD oil space with our CBD 100 and 200. We just launched it nationally for medical patients through Mendo Medical, and you know, you know, th- that's what that's what 2022 is about. You know, you know, uh, it's we want to give consumers, medical patients, a more compelling value than the $300 bottle of CBD oil from from Tilbury Brands. We want to we want to create more value through our IP and, and through our our uh, our products and and uh uh you know couldn't be more excited for uh what's what's ahead it's a, it's a spicy paul peterson here in uh, uh in january 2022 
I like the fire. Paul, I, I really appreciate you taking time, sharing the story, sharing the uh, expertise, sharing the game plan. We always like talking to you. We look forward to seeing you in person, in person at some point. We'll see. Um, but but uh, nice to see you. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much, Jay. Really appreciate it. You got it. That was episode 17 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us this morning on YouTube. Please do subscribe right here and we will see you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.